The coronavirus outbreak has infected more than 40 million people worldwide and damaged economies, industries and employment levels. But one segment is being disproportionately hurt by the economic fallout of the crisis, and that's women. With sectors typically employing women, such as retail and hospitality, badly affected, women's jobs are 1.8 times more vulnerable to this crisis than men's, according to McKinsey. McKinsey's research during the pandemic has also found that more female than male employees fear COVID will negatively affect their promotion prospects. And all of this at a time when women were already grappling with the thorny issue of equality in the workplace and the gender pay gap. So how will the crisis affect women's finances? Will their salaries ever be on a par with men? Can their careers cope if they step out of the workplace until coronavirus has gone away? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Alice Hayne from The National, and joining me today is Kiera McCarty, partner at McKinsey & Company and author of the Women at Work Report. Welcome to the show, Kiara. Thank you very much. Now, women have had a rough ride over the past few months with countries curbing movement and closing businesses, schools and offices. You know, many women have had to juggle a full-time job at home as well as homeschooling their children. And this has had a knock-on effect on their employability. And some of the people are even labelling this a pink recession. So why were so many women adversely affected by all of this, Chiara? So let me start by saying that in reality, all employees have been affected, not just women. This has been a tough time for everybody at every level in the organization and in the society. Um, I think all employees are really feeling the pressure of being always on. The boundaries between professional life and private life is quite blurry. There is really a big fear of losing the job, the uncertainty around the situation economically in a broad sense, but also for every single employer. Everybody is really feeling the pressure to deliver. Most organizations have not re- reassessed or reset their performance post-COVID. People have the same target, the same goal they had before. And then last but not least, really the uh, mental isolation and uh, people finding the struggle to share their challenge with colleagues. So I think those are some trends that has been gender neutral and then affected all the employees. Now you wonder why they call it the Peak recession. The reality is that women were not at the same starting point than men. So this situation is actually more prominent, as you actually pointed out, uh, because the imbalance, the initial imbalance was not there. So were some women more affected in some countries than others? Well, in some countries, women are concentrated in sectors that have been more affected by COVID, sectors such as education, retail and hospitality. For example, in uh, in Middle East and Nigeria, that's the case. But then there are other countries where, like France, for example, where the situation is completely reversed. And then there is a third archetype of country like the U.S., where in terms of concentration, uh, there's no real difference between men and men, the men and women, but the distribution is quite equal. So the short answer is definitely yes, and it's depending on the sector they're mostly present on. Why has this double burden of, of you know, having to do your job and also look after your children particularly affected women's employability? Is that because all of the, the sort of domestic chores are falling onto women? 
Let me just give you a couple of interesting insights that came out from our report. So women are one and a half times more likely than men to have their workload increase because of COVID. And that majority of the workload is mostly about childcare, house care, Uh, elderly care, and uh, we try to quantify that. And we saw that on average, we talk about uh, uh, roughly three hours additional work per day. And if you think about it, it's roughly 20 hours uh, additional per week. That is uh, almost like an additional 50% of the workload. Uh, so it isn't quite interesting how uh, that has been a big burden for women. But why are women accepting all of that burden? What, you know, why aren't they not sharing it with their spouses? Is, it, is that not a conversation they should be having? Absolutely, it's a conversation that they should be having. And I think that's uh, somewhat uh, driven by uh, the culture we're in. Some is uh, a little bit driven by mother nature. And some is a little bit driven by custom, how we have uh, gotten, uh, used the family to. Definitely it's worth it having a conversation on and starting to share the, share the chore. Uh, personally, if I might share, I have had that conversation with my husband. I often found myself calling my husband and asking him to help. And what's funny, I always ask for, can you, can you do me a favor? Could you bring the kid to the doctor? And then I reflect, oh, wait a minute, this is not a favor. That's so we have a shared parental responsibility. Yeah, that's the reality. It's a 50-50 it's split in my household. And it's always been very clear. Maybe I'm very strict about this, but it's always been very clear. We do this together. And, and we have to be as, as good at it as each other. That's always been my philosophy. But I realize that doesn't apply to everybody. The, the reality is that uh, there is a different uh, uh, cultural acceptance of the topic. Um, there was one research that we have conducted. For, I want, just want to bring an example to illustrate what I mean. But we have uh, one research that we have conducted that had astonished results. 50% of the respondents in South Asia and in Middle East, they actually thought that uh, uh, because there are less jobs available, they should actually... We Women should actually step out from the workforce, take care of uh, the chores in the house and leave the job responsibility to the man. Uh, why I'm saying this? Because this highlights a reflection that uh, cultural society and they believe that some, some, um, some culture have. And I, I think it's, uh, it, it's very hard to change it just by a dialogue. Definitely a dialogue, dialogue is the beginning of a change but also uh, society needs to work around uh, core beliefs uh, that are beyond fixable by a dialogue. So with that in mind, I mean, are more women now looking to work part-time or possibly even to give up work altogether because they have to take on this burden? I'm glad you asked these questions because uh, we look at it in particular detail. Um, maybe let me share with you a couple of interesting uh, uh, statistics. Women are more than uh, two times likely to fear judgment of their performance than a colleague male. And the reason is because they feel they are judged because they are at home with the kids. They feel they are judged because they have to take care of the house. And men don't feel in the same way. And uh, in addition, 
more than uh, 2.6 times women are more likely than men to really uh, feel discomfort in sharing their status as a parent. They don't share with their colleague that they have kids. They don't share to their colleagues their challenges. And the reason is because they're really, again, uh, very, they feel uh, the fear to be judged. Uh, and uh, to your point, we have also, uh, our survey also unveiled that more than 45% of mothers actually are considering to leave, uh, uh, to leave the workforce. And uh, uh, many more mothers than fathers actually have a feeling of pressure, exhaustion, overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all understand that. And that's men and women. I think we're all a bit overwhelmed at the moment. But what is the effect then if women do step out of the workforce or if they do decide to go part time? What kind of effect is that going to have on the global economy? Even before talking about the global economy, let's start from the effect of every day and then I'll bring it to the global economy. There is a research that says that employers are much more productive if I ha- they have a gender balance uh, at the management level because the the characteristic of a leader are more balanced, right? So oh, first, uh, an impact of women walking away from the workforce will really create a, a, a skew and decline in performance in in company itself. I think that's one point. Second point, much broader to the economy point that you point out, our research shows that uh, the the do-nothing scenarios, so if we don't actually try to bridge this gap, this is associated with a loss of roughly 1 trillion US dollar in GDP in 2030. While if we really try to steer and try to really try to rebalance towards parity, that will mean a gain of uh, US dollar 13 trillion in terms of GDP in 2030. So the gap is huge. So doing something really matters for the economy. And if women do step out of their career now, how is this going to affect their retirement and, and their savings for their, you know, their future when they're not working? Well, that's a, it's an interesting question because in reality, it's impacting much more than, than retirement uh, pot. Um, and it's, it's impacting their, uh, their ability to, to actually re-ever go back to the workforce as well. Um, one, our research shows that one indicator of labor of participation to the workforce, so one indicator that highly correlates with participation in the workforce is the uh, financial inclusion. So the ability to have your own savings and having your own money. So I would argue that if women step away from the uh, workforce now in times of COVID, it will not only impact their pocket, but in reality will impact their ability to ever go back in the in the workforce and that's that by the way have also a ripple effect on future women that want to enter the workforce yes you're right it's it's really it's not just about not having an income for a while it's about being able to get back on the on the career ladder so i mean all of this 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 what we're talking about now is is set against that backdrop of the debate that was already going on, which was about equality in the workplace, the gender pay cap. So where are women in terms of their ability to achieve equal pay with men? Where where were they prior to COVID and where are they now? 
I'm, I'm glad you asked that. And, I, and there is no one answer globally. I think the answer uh, varies a lot by country. And I think in our research, we studied uh, quite well the Middle East situation. I think all of it uh, it's, uh, it has a foundation on a bit on the legal framework that exists in the country. And I think uh, we are somewhat lucky uh, in the UAE, but many other countries also in the Middle East, they have actually established a law that uh, uh, that mandate equal remuneration for women for women uh, and for men uh, and it depends only of work and e- of equal value rather than a gender which i think this is an uh, it's very important factor that drives to the e- equal pay now having said that not every country is like that and many countries in the world are still struggling no, it's 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 very different in other parts of the world, and and uh, you know, getting that equal pay is something that's going to take a long time. Is that right? Without a legal framework, <laughs> absolutely, is something that requires a, a lot of time and quite a bit of dialogue. And if I think about it, uh, uh, when I think about the journey to gender parity, one important thing is actually is what happened inside each of women, right? There are characteristics of resilience and confidence that women need to start to show. I mean, our uh, our surveys show that senior women tend to be much happier than senior men because they have uh, uh, they have acquired extreme resilience in their path. And on the other hand, women need to start to speak up, seize the opportunity, and really ask for uh, uh, for what's right. And one of probably the conversation that in this country, without a legal framework, women should think about is really about the, rec- the remuneration of the work. So they've kind of got to get out of their comfort zone and say, you know, what am I being paid? And am I being paid on the same level as my male colleagues? We, women have uh, have an issue of speaking up and, and raising their ask very loudly. This is something that constantly comes out in our research. Men tend to be more vocal about what they think is right and what's their needs. In one of our research, we discovered that digital inclusion is extremely important and correlates with the access on the workforce. One thing that COVID has brought has actually reduced the digital resources for many women because all the iPads, all the device that the mother had and the computer and sometimes they actually had to shift to the kids for the schooling. Now, you would say, okay, why this is relevant? It's relevant because all the women entrepreneurs that were trying to make a business, they actually had to stop fully working because they didn't have the resources, the digital resources. In some cases, they couldn't afford to buy more. And in some cases, they couldn't go out because there was the lockdown. So it was really hard for them to carry on their business. It's some, something trivial, but it actually had a huge impact of women entrepreneurship in the, in the region, actually probably globally. I actually did hear that quite a few in quite a few cases where women just didn't have enough devices to so they had to kind of make that really difficult choice and and that's where employers need to step up and say you know okay I'm I'm going to help you with this or perhaps educators and governments need to help step up and say I'm going to help make sure that your child has a device at home but that's a very expensive proposition or maybe that you can share with the husband the burden on sharing your device Yeah, take it in turns. Exactly. So speak up, ladies. But with that in mind, I mean, you know, we're still in COVID. We're still it's still going on um, in in Europe right now. There's 
it's entering another second wave. So what can women do now to protect their incomes and their careers? What steps should they be taking to make sure that they can stay in work and that they can continue to progress in this very strange environment? Well, there's something that women can do, but there's something that the employer probably can do. And maybe women can trigger a dialogue with their employer to do. Uh, I think let me start with the latter. I think uh, uh, employer have created a lot of transparency on what's their business update. They have created somewhat uh, support for mental health. Uh, they have provided tools for work remotely. But I think what women can ask and what women can do is really uh, speak up when they have a challenge. Don't fear to be judged because of their family situation or their parental situation. Situation, their and make sure that they speak up and they should uh, express their fear if they feel that their performance is put under question because of their parental situation. And also together with the employee, also call out if they see any judgment or any bias against, uh, against gender. And even if they see uh, unfair, uh, unfair treatment at work because of the gender, I think speaking up is probably the main theme. It's, it's not just about speaking up as well. It's also about delivering. So, for example, you know, it's half term at the moment. My 11-year-old son is downstairs. I'm still recording this podcast with you. It doesn't change my ability to work. Um, and I know that he's happy doing various things that I've set up for him to do today. He can cook his own lunch because I've taught him how to do it. it. It's about making it work, isn't it? It's about, it's it's speaking up and saying, I need help. But it's also about saying, okay, I'm going to be at home today and I'm because my son's on half term, but I'm doing X, Y, and Z and I'll deliver this and that. It, you've got to kind of still make it happen, haven't you? Alice, you're totally right on this, and I'm sure you find your own recipe. I found mine. And uh, yesterday I was speaking to a colleague that was struggling to find her recipe. And my first, uh, and my first advice was, uh, uh, you, need to you need to find boundaries that you won't cross, and you need to accept that there are things that you're not able to do. I would love for my kids to be uh, stimulated and interactive and uh, properly entertained the whole day, but uh, unfortunately, Unfortunately, I have to I have to trade off part of these wishes if I want to continue working and be comfortable with that. I mean, kids are more resilient than we expect. And on the other side, I am very vocal with my colleagues what I can do, what I cannot do. There are time of the day that I won't accept call. I won't uh, take meeting because there are just certain things I'm not ready to trade off. For me, this is the recipe for my happiness and what is making me uh, sustainable balance. That's a, a nice way to put it. I like that, the, the recipe that works for you. So it, as you say, if we kind of wrap up, it, it's, it's looking at making sure you're speaking up about pay, communicating about what you can and can't do and the parameters within which you'll work, um, and also making sure that everything at home is working for you. But it, we're talking about employees, we're talking about employers, what about on a, a bigger level? What about policymakers, governments? What should they be doing to make sure that women are able, that, like you and I, are able to work? 
there is a big debate about about that. I think one element that, uh, however, where everybody comes uh, comes together and I agree is that the element of uh, uh, thinking about uh, the childcare and find a way for many to subsidize uh, childcare or find a way to make sure that families can access of uh, can access. A, um, effective childcare because this is one where one of the biggest uh, uh, the biggest burn is but on the other hand i really think that another theme that policymakers should think of that have many implication is the theme of mental health i think mental health and uh, creating uh, awareness, openness, uh, and creating uh, a place where people feel comfortable to open up. It's one thing that can really help women, but also men, to uh, relieve the current situation. And I suppose that's a good point. You know, we, we have to factor men into this. You know, my, my husband in the past has had to say, look, my kid is sick. I need to stay at home today. My wife's at a meeting somewhere else. So, you know, men also need to be able to speak up and say, and that that helps women in turn, doesn't it? They need to be able to say, actually, it's my turn to take the share on today. I'm going to be doing X, Y and Z. COVID has actually forced a certain dialogue that are quite important and that before COVID we were unable to put in. For example, one, now it's proven that remote working actually works. There is a survey in the US that more than 90% of companies said that actually admitted that remote work was effective and they're planning to keep some version of it. And this is a tremendous revolution in gender parity because this is, was one of the things that women always ask, to have the flexibility to conduct the work independently from the, from the workplace. Not fully, but a good balance, a healthy balance. And then the second thing, COVID has really raised the bar on well-being and mental health. The attention that now well-being and mental health are having, I think it's one of a kind if we reflect on the history. And those two pillars are... I mean, I don't want to say the silver line of COVID, but I really think that I hope we carry forward as employer, as employees, but as human being. No, I agree with you, Kiara, because I have to say I've been remote working for years um, and I, I only ever go into the office a couple of days a week. It's something I've been doing for, well, nine years. And uh, when the the big shutdown, the big global shutdown happened, a lot of people struggled to adjust at first. And I thought, this is fine. This is normal. Um it does work. It really does work. I've always been a big advocate of it. I often think I'm much more productive when I'm at home because you've you've got less distractions. But um, I'm, I'm really glad that moving forward, that companies can see that this works, that there is a, a, a very viable solution for women going forward. Looking forward to gender parity, I hope. I hope too. <laughs> and so going forward, what would be your top three strategies for women now? What should they really focus on to keep themselves motivated and on track from now? Maybe I cannot speak for women in general, but I would like to speak for myself and maybe hoping somebody will relate to that. I think number one, I will keep maintaining my boundaries. Number two, I will highlight every time I feel somebody is uh, uh, judging my performance because maybe my kid is screaming uh, on the background. And number three, I start to really share with my colleagues and the people around me my feelings. I share when I'm overwhelmed. I share 
share when I'm frustrated. I acknowledge people around me cannot see my face and perceive my emotions. So I started to be much more vocal about it. At the end, we are all human beings and we have to find a way to make it work in this complex world. So accepting each other is one angle, but the other angle, helping others to accept you, it's, it's quite important. Chiara, thank you very much. That's valuable insight. It was really a pleasure being here with you. Thank you. Thank you this week to Chiara McCarty. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me on pf at thenational.ae. And remember that PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to the podcast in your podcasting app to receive weekly updates. And also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison. I've been your host, Alice Haynes.